Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello. So glad to have you here today at Last First Date Radio. We are a show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. And today we're going to be speaking with retired Navy SEAL and author Derek Laviolette about how to inspire your man to cherish you and your relationship. Inspiration, that is a great word because really, you know, it's its actually something I've been studying in terms of leadership that we uh, want to lead with inspiration and not by overpowering somebody. And so it's the same in relationships and I'm really looking forward to talking to Derek, Derek in just a moment. And as a dating coach for women over 40, I love helping women become more confident and really own their value and the way to do that is by really knowing what your needs are, knowing what you need and want to make you happy. And if you can know that, then you can convey that in a relationship. And I can't tell you how many people really kind of go through life without any focus and without any knowledge about about how to um, – about what they need and want, and and that way nobody knows what they need and want, and they don't know how to get what they want because they have no clarity. So just imagine like you go into Dunkin' Donuts and you ask for a donut, and you know you could get one of I don't know how many varieties they have now, but you'll get whatever the cashier feels like you're going to want, or he or she will ask you questions. But if you came in and said, I want a chocolate sprinkled donut with cream filling, um, then you're going to get exactly what you want. So it should be the same with relationships. And the more you know yourself, the more you can value yourself and know that you can't live without certain things, certain things like a certain amount of sleep and, you know, whatever it is for you um, to make you happy in life and then to know what makes you happy in relationships. And that's the kind of roadmap I work on with my clients. And... um, So I really want you to own your value and to know that you create deeper and more meaningful connections by being vulnerable and by connecting authentically with who you are, not who you're not. Every week I share a tip on how to be a woman of value, and today's tip is don't make assumptions. I think Henry Winkler said, assumptions are the termites of relationships. They totally erode the relationship. So instead of making assumptions about people, especially people you don't know, but even when you're in a relationship, just ask questions, get curious, find out what it is for them. Because we see the world through our lens. We don't always know what's going on for the other person. And it's amazing how many fights and disconnections you're going to avoid by getting curious instead of assumptive. Um, So two more little things, and uh, one is a shout-out to our sponsor, Audible. I keep forgetting to shout-out to them. There is a link when you watch it, when you watch this show in the slideshow, if you're watching it on the web. Um, We have a special offer for anyone who signs up with my URL link, which is Audible. 
audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And what you'll get is a free month of Audible and one free audio book, which is fabulous. I mean, if you like, you know, if you're on the run all the time, like most of us are, and really want to read but don't make time for it, boy, is it hard to find time to read today with our world of technology. Um, I invite you to go to my link and try it out because it's fabulous. So audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. Okay, two more things. Go to my website if you haven't gotten my free guide yet on how to the top 10 reasons why men pull away or disappear. Go there now, lastfirstdate.com. Actually, don't go there now. Go there when you're finished listening to this radio show and grab your copy and if you are a woman over 40 join my private facebook group it's called your last first date and the conversation there is positive it's supportive it's juicy it's fabulous and uh amazing amazing women we're almost i think we're up up to about a thousand women almost so it just keeps growing all right, now for our guest, Derek Liviolet. He is a retired Navy SEAL with 24 years of service, nine combat deployments. He has a bronze star with valor. But the work he's most proud of is helping couples through rough spots in their marriages. It's no pain of hell week compared to losing his family. And he finds it ironic that his loss has helped so many find fulfillment in their marriages. He wrote a book called A Seal to Heal Your Marriage, designed as an operational guide to help a man get it right in his relationship. His book is dedicated as an apology to his ex-wife and his children. And now let me welcome to the show, Derek. Wow, Sandy, thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. for having me. I'm so. just listening to your uh, your uh, your start, and I just like there's so many things that I wanted to talk about immediately. So I'll just oh, I won't and let you <laughs> and let you talk. Well, tell me what you ask. What what resonated for you? Uh, the uh, the first thing that resonated was uh, a woman who actually has the ability to tell her man exactly what she needs. I've had uh, several different stories in my life where, after I I woke up uh, being completely. Um, retarded in my relationship and um and try trying to navigate waters after you have really destroyed them and when you have your woman's heart and she actually will speak to you about what she wants uh but if you can start that at the beginning if a woman tells a guy hey this is exactly how i want to be asked out on a date this is exactly how i would like you to propose to me for a guy, it means absolutely everything, and I understand that hey there's a there's a a joy for a woman for a man who who um can get her without having to ask uh, uh, without her having to say anything and so really that's what my book is about is after it's already destroyed, you have to like go figure it out uh, but a woman who does that is just like uh, is like refreshing water on my on my soul who can you know, a woman who is definitive about her energy like hey this is exactly what i want and she's not really you know in the background just trying to run away from uh, you know the 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 hurt little girl that she got from her father or whatever back in in long long ago yeah we learned so many 
bad lessons from childhood usually. And that that mind reading thing, boy, uh, I found myself even, I was just unloading the dishwasher earlier today and thinking, my son was in the other room and I'm thinking, why isn't he unloading the dishwasher? If he hears me banging the dishes, will he come running and help me? (laughs) And I went, oh boy, catch myself here. Um, you know, I could have asked for help, but he also unloads the dishwasher. So it's not a big deal, but that's like old stuff. And, you know, you build resentment when you have expectations and they're not met. So that's a whole other show. Um, let's talk yes. about you. Um, <laughs> and so you woke up. Let's talk about that. You mentioned that a minute ago. What woke you up and what were you waking up from? <laughs> well, so, um, Basically, I had a very limited scope on the way I saw the world. And I literally was going through it with the intention of mandating everybody see the world the way I wanted them to see it. And, of course, my ex-wife, which is why she's my ex-wife, right, because that's insane. And, um, you know, she's about ready to leave. We have two children, and, and I'm like desperately grasping at every possible like personal thought that I have. I wasn't actually like seeking help because I'm a really talented individual and I'm not going to ask for help. I'm a Navy SEAL. And so being a complete failure in a relationship was just something that I was not really ready to face. And so the best way I can describe it is uh, the wake up happened when I realized how uh, my ex-wife saw the world. And I was able to see it through her lens. And I understood what the things were that actually made her personally feel loved. Not the things that I thought from, uh, you know, the golden rule, like doing to others as you would like to have done unto them. Well, Mm -hmm. the shift in that is doing to others as they would like to have done unto them. That's a much different uh, viewpoint. Anyway, we were married for like eight years, and I can promise you, Sandy, that I genuinely showed her from her her perspective that I loved her less than five times in those eight years. It was, it was horrifying. Hmm. So she was ready to leave you and were you, was your first response like a anger? Like, well, like what's wrong with you? You know, like there was a wake up period, but did it come after like, you must be wrong. How dare you leave? Oh, I mean, there was was years of that, right? It was just like, Mm -hmm. This is the way that I'm going to manipulate you, cajole you, to, you know, spin you to see the world the way I see it, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you get a lot of grace, right, early on in a relationship because, you know, those endorphins are all rushing and you know, I deployed a lot. And so I was not around to, you know, have the, have the thing crash down, you know, years earlier. If I'd have been around more, it would have happened much faster, but... Mm. Um, I was I was uh, very very unaware. Number one of of a woman's needs, they're just core core needs that they have, and very very unaware of of the personality. And everybody has their own different personalities, but there's some some very very core uh, things that a a guy can do, or that a woman can understand about herself or a guy to make life infinitely uh, more enjoyable in the relationship world. Mm, So let's go there. 
Um, right. What are the key things that a man can do? All right, so if a man, if he understands that a woman is driven by emotional and financial security, it will help him out a lot. And I kind of need to, to describe a little, you know, uh, something here. So if you can imagine that a woman, she has, she's hearing and speaking through a filter that equals emotional and financial security. That means that she can be like as crazy as she needs to be. She can be as fun-loving and joyful as whatever she needs to be. And the guy that she is with is an angel, meaning that he is just a pillar of a man and he's not going to be tossed about by her emotions. It's not that she wants him to be unemotional, but he's like, hey, I got you. You are safe and secure as whoever you need to be right now. And then the financial security piece is just a uh, after years and years of study, just women, just it's not about money. They're not gold diggers. They want to create a beautiful environment for themselves and the people that they love. And if they can't do that, then it's unsettling. And um, that's when he will hear like how pathetic he is about earning or whatever else. And he's just, um, he starts taking abuse that he's, he's trying his best, but he, he came from uh, uh, patterning and programming that just doesn't help him with money. So he is speaking and hearing through a filter that says sexual intimacy and respect is everything. And so he's speaking, let's just say that that equals German, right? Sexual intimacy and respect. And he's saying, hey, you're not respecting me. You're not um, um, giving me the intimacy that I want. And she's not hearing through that filter. She's hearing through, he's criticizing me. So I don't feel secure. I don't feel emotionally secure. And so she starts speaking through, you are threatening my emotional security or my financial security somehow. And I'm really, really angry. And, of course, he doesn't hear through that. He hears through the respect filter or intimacy filter. And he's like, okay, she's pulling away from me, and that hurts my feelings. And she is disrespecting the way that I want to uh, go about doing something in our family. And so you can just see that the cycle of of animosity just builds and builds and builds. And so if he understands, hey, she needs to be – she needs to feel emotionally – and financially secure. All right, how do I how do I articulate my feelings and and things that are that I'm I'm concerned about in this whatever discussion in a way that she hears it and she's not criticized by what's happening. He's just expressing here's what uh, here's what's going on in our life. Now she has the ability to say, hey, he's being vulnerable. He's being things that I I appreciate about him and she can, she opens up. She's more, um, she can be intimate, not only sexually, but she can be intimate just like, hey, I'm, I'm talking to um, to the man that I love at the very depth of him. And she really appreciates that he's, that she allows, or he allows her to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you touched on some really important things. So the things that are the, of primary importance for men are sexual intimacy and respect. So I I actually teach the women I work with that using words like I respect a man or I admire a man who, um, you know, an appreciation, all of those things really speak to a man's inner hero. 
Um, sexual intimacy is a way for a man to feel close, where emotional intimacy is what women need first. And so mm-hmm. we often have that disconnect. And so what happens also is that when when a man wants sex before a woman's ready, or even you know, even if you're in a marriage and you are a man comes home and all he wants is sex and the woman doesn't feel connected and she doesn't feel that her emotions have been heard or, you know, respected or cherished, um, it's hard for her to have the energy to give to him. Um, so, there's, you know, there's, there are ways for us to overcome these issues, and um, I tried really hard in my marriage to, to work through these challenges, and um, it was really hard because I didn't feel heard. And, um, yeah, so it's it's fascinating. I mean, my, my husband actually had to wake up at the end of our marriage where he saw that a lot of the things that I said were were true, finally. After 23 years, we didn't just have an eight-year marriage. And um, and he started to make some shifts in, in terms of his communication skills and in terms of his emotional um, intelligence. Um, so that helped our divorce process, didn't help the relationship, which was completely broken. Um, but these, mm-hmm. that's also important. When you get divorced, if you can contain, if you can continue to communicate in a positive way and um, and not be filled with animosity, you have children together. It's really important to be, uh, to you know, to go, to to be compassionate and to to rise above your your anger. That's and actually. It, uh, uh, that's actually very, very hard. I don't know how your your husband, uh, your ex-husband, uh, managed that. But uh, when we're doing really anything in life, we want we're doing it because we want to feel good, right? And I'll just speak for myself here, and just say, I literally um, arrived at you know what? I swam so I in high school, so I wouldn't have to feel like I had zero value while I was in school. I dated the girl that I dated because um, my mother essentially abandoned me in my own home um, at the age of 10 because her older brothers, when she was very, very, very small, um, molested her. And so I became an enemy in my own home just because of a an event that happened long ago. She didn't have any control over it. She didn't even know what was happening. She didn't know why she she didn't like me, <laughs> but she mm-hmm. did. That that was the the energy that she had. And so when I started dating the girl that I was dating, um, she was just fulfilling this mommy role, right? I'm not getting the mm-hmm. the care and compassion that I need as a young boy. And and so, you know, if I I didn't even I didn't deal with it then, so I didn't even know there was something to be dealt with. I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't know how to deal with it. And so. Mm-hmm carry that forward to now I get married now that's my new mommy right and you give me the intimacy and, and compassion not not sexual intimacy but just the closeness right that a, that a, a child needs with his mother now you give me that right right and you know I become a Navy SEAL it's not my passion I love flying right but I become a Navy SEAL because the world says if you're a Navy SEAL you're a man and I did all of this to cover up feeling like I wasn't worthless now, fast forward to my my wife leaving and my losing my kids. Now, you know my entire universe has been uh, pointing at me and saying, "Hey, you're Derek. You're actually 
we're going to keep taking everything away from you until you face how worthless you feel and admit that you are doing everything that you're doing in life is just to admit or is just to cover up that you actually feel that worthless. So I don't know how your husband dealt with with uh, with that or if he's ever dealt with those uh, your those emotions, but um, that was when I finally was able to walk out and and um, genuinely contribute and not have talk to other people and have them not feel like I'm judging them because like this is a Navy SEAL and he's saying that he's a failure in every aspect of his life and now he's happy because he's flying airplanes and doing the things that he genuinely loves to do and not to try to cover up the fact that he feels like a worthless human being. Mm. Well, you know, you point to that story about your mom, which is really painful, and and the fact that you didn't know what you didn't know. You didn't know that you were looking for a replacement for her and that you were going to keep repeating those mistakes until you had a major wake-up call, you know. And, and sure. a lot of people have the wake-up call and never change. So... I give you credit for looking within at that point and saying, what can I learn? Because most people continue to blame everybody else. Um, but but our family of origin has such an influence on everything we do. I mean, from our decisions about how we earn money and what we think about money to our love relationships, our friendships, until you really unpack those things, you just keep doing the same thing over and over and wonder why your life sucks. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, I get to control this, and that's actually a really good feeling. Like you, when you figure it out, you have so much more control over your life than you thought, and you can attract in much healthier people and things into your life. So, you know, just knowing—I mean, because what, what happens is, you know, when you have a mother who abandons you, and then you walk around resentful. Now you sound like you have compassion. You understand your mother's choice. That's that's a really mature way to look at it, and that's a healthy way to look at it. And then you're not needy in your relationships, and you respect women more, and you, you can fulfill, you can almost be your own mother. <laughs> um, you know, I think what we have, we have to do that inner child work of being your own compassionate parent. Yeah, there's a, uh, it's funny you call it, you have to be your own mother. I think that, uh, I think that you're saying that because um, women, it's my experience that they hate weak men. Really, really, like there's nothing more uh, aggravating to a woman. There's nothing it's like, you know, your nails on a chalkboard. Like when you say, how would you like to like hang out with a weak man for, you know, a second or, you know, 15 years? And just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they want nothing to do with weak men. And um, it's really defining what weak equals and what does not equal weak uh, as far as, you know, Brene Brown's book about vulnerability, right? Here's uh, you, here's me basically like basically throwing out, hey, here's my life on the table, right? And I'm being incredibly vulnerable and saying, hey, here's some like really deep personal things that hurt my feelings. And I became a Navy SEAL to like hide the fact that I felt like I was worthless, right? So I hope there's some guys out there are like, if a Navy SEAL can like come out and say that, you know, here's a man's man. Mm -hmm. He's not being stoic. He's not being like, yeah, hey, I just got everything wired and everything is completely fine. And anybody, who, any woman who ever shows up in my life, like, 
you know, I'm just going to be an iron wall and, and nothing penetrates through. That's not what a, that's not, um, what a woman wants as far as, um, the definition of what a, a man gets as strength, which is the definition that I got, which was you be stoic, you hold the line and you basically force, <laughs> force the, the situation that you want to have into, into place. And, and, uh, you know, when I watched that, um, insanity crumble around me, thank God, uh, it was terrible, but it needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes a lot to be vulnerable, and that's really that's the key. That's the key to having a deep, honest, authentic relationship. And I mean, women do it too. They put up so many guards. That was my story, you know, put up guards over my heart so I wouldn't get hurt. Married somebody I thought was going to be safe. You know, it's it's trying to to protect yourself from pain, and it's the wrong way to do it. The way to be to really find love is to get really super strong inside and softer on the outside. And it's the opposite of what most people do. But um, boy, time is going fast. So I, I want to get yeah. to some key tips that you can share with our audience about some of the key lessons that you took away from your whole experience. Okay. So uh, just off the bat, you, you said, hey, you're a family of origin there are 15 things that couples typically fight about and you can literally write down on a, on a piece of paper and you can just, you know, the top five, right? Whatever the, the big red button issues are, it could be noise in the house. It could be religion. It could be money, raising kids. And you can literally just write, write your name on one side, write your uh, spouse's name on the other side and, you know, write what the issue is regarding money. And, and for instance, like noise in the house, I grew up in a home where pandelarium was normal. That's just what happened. There was nothing, there's nothing wrong with that program. However, if you are like my wife and you were or my ex-wife and you and she was raised in a home that was very very quiet, you can see that there's going to be a conflict in the programming. If it's super super noisy, she's upset. If it's super super quiet, I'm upset. And I don't really understand why. I just understand that it's not the normal that I'm used to with money. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, you know, somebody in the relationship, they have a, a, a grasp on how to create wealth and they know how to save money and, and you have a program of, you know, get a dollar, spend a dollar, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, we just live in poverty and, and uh, the government takes care of us. Whatever your program is, it, it is what it is, but, um, it might not be that helpful for your relationship, and it might actually be something that's you know causing a, a triggered reaction. Religion. I, I was raised as a born again Christian, and my my ex wife was raised as a agnostic Jew. So mm. literally, uh, typically you need about six things that you're you're seeing eye to eye on the the list of fifteen things. Um, but the uh, yeah, and my wife and I, my ex wife and I, we had literally nothing nothing in common on any one of those 15 items. So it was destined to fail and um, it needed to so I could wake up and do whatever I needed to do on this planet. Mm-hmm. So when you say make the list, you're really writing down your beliefs of 
like your core beliefs about each issue. So your your uh, beliefs. It's not really your... a core belief. It's actually sorry. Let me let me define that a little bit. So it's actually okay. before the age of ten, you were raised a certain way regarding noise in the house, regarding religion, regarding money. You experienced your parents behaving a certain way. Now you either a you're in either like a type A personality, and, and you adopted that program wholeheartedly, and you are faithfully reproducing it. And there's hundreds of thousands of programming programs running at any given time. And so if you ever heard your dad say something that you heard yourself say now, that's an example of a program running, right? So before the age of 10, you look at how your parents dealt with a situation, right? And let's just say yelling in the house was something that you didn't like as a child, right? And so then you became, so now you're super, super quiet. So you basically became a bucker. Right, and so you gave yourself a different program. So it's like you had an antivirus, like software running. It doesn't mean that you gave yourself a helpful program for a relationship, but you gave yourself a different program. So you just write down the things that you, the hot button, the red button topics that you are fighting about, and you just write down a very short phrase of like what your programming was. Like, hey, Tadalarium was normal, quiet as a mouse was was normal and you just write the list down and you can easily identify where friction points are in the in the marriage just based off the programming mm-hmm. okay i mean but people do have great relationships when opposites are attracted to each other you just like you said you have to have many things that you are seeing eye to eye on as well and you have to respect each other's differences well you don't have to respect anything but if you understand it them, it's, a, it's, it's really, really easy. It makes life way easier, you know. There's a story mm-hmm. of, of this guy. He goes on a sabbatical, and his wife finally um, is ready to talk about the hot, the red, uh, the hot button issue, and and she's like, "Hey, you know, I need to buy um, Frigidaire appliances because when I was six years old, I remember coming home and my dad like scooped me up after I tickled his feet, and he's like, honey." If Frigidaire wasn't paying for a, uh, a housing stipend here for us, like we wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be able to have you and your mom here. And you know, fast forward to her getting married, she's like, "No, we're going to go and buy Frigidaire appliances." And the guy is like, "Hey, there's a better appliance over here. I've done all of this research, and you know, we're going to save money. It's closer. You know, this is back in the early '70s, so you couldn't just order it online or whatever." And so he just lost his mind because she's like, "I absolutely need this." And he's, his, his respect as a man is getting destroyed, like he's doing all the research and homework. But after 20 years of marriage and, and a nuclear explosions happening about that topic, she finally is able to, to see, to, to remember the six-year-old, you know, getting tickled by her dad and remember that moment. And now that he, she expresses that story. And now the dude will drive to the moon to get a refrigerator appliances mm-hmm. because he right. understands. He knows the why. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really helps to be able to talk about this stuff. All right. So let's do a few more. Um, so the, the 15 things that couples fight about, and to, that's a great exercise. What else? Let's see. Um Sometimes you find yourself in a situation where um, you you've lost the ability to communicate with your your spouse, 
And so one of the things I talk about in my book is uh, personalities. So besides you know, the differences between men and women, uh, if you can speak the, uh, your spouse's, I'm not going to say love language, I'm going to say speak according to her personality. And so we'll say like an easygoing personality. An easygoing personality, people who have this personality, they really, really like things that are easy. And they are, and respect is really important to them. And uh, they want to have a routine. And so I come from a, uh, a much more dynamic personality that, uh, <laughs> that is like a, a fun country personality and like anything goes. And so I don't need schedules or I don't need, um, I don't need things that easygoing people have and need in their life. Like my ex-wife was an easygoing woman and mm-hmm. um, understanding that and like ex- stepping uh, past yourself and extending yourself and seeing your spouse for who they are and meeting them where they are. It's not going to feel normal. It's not going to feel comfortable. It's going to feel very, very odd, but they will, they will, they will respond. They will mm-hmm. appreciate the effort that you're doing, um, you might not notice. They might not be able to say that they, that they appreciate it, but you'll, you'll see it in their demeanor and the way that they interact with you, that um, you're speaking a, a very core language to them. Yeah, that's a good one. And we, we talk about mirroring also, that um, you mirror the the personality type, the the style of speaking, so that you can really get through to the, your spouse or partner. Um, same with writing. Like people will write, some people write long emails, some people write really short emails. And so if you're talking to somebody who writes short emails and you write a really long one, you're probably going to lose them. So it's the same kind of thing where you, you speak to the person in front of you, not the person you hope that they'll be. <laughs> Yes, treat others as they want to be treated, not as mm-hmm. you want to be treated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the more you understand that, you know, and stop looking at the world only through your lens, which is a theme that's running through this entire conversation, um, the better you're going to be in relationships in general. Um, so let's share one more tip, and then we're going to wrap up. All right, so the last tip is uh, let's let's just go with something very, very um definitive very very like hey if you do this this is going to add a lot of value to your life like right now if you are criticizing your spouse's family and really if this is like from men towards women right if a man is criticizing his spouse and her family in any way stop it absolutely immediately and find good things about them even if even if your wife hates her mom and dad, find good things to talk about them because she is a 100% each of her parents and her siblings mean a lot to her. And it doesn't matter how crazy they are, how inappropriate they might be uh, acting. When you talk about her family, you're talking about her and she feels judged when you do it. And so if you can look at whatever is happening and saying, Hey, here's how. Here's what they might be trying to do. I notice you do this in in your in our relationships, and and you you're much more mature 
you're much more developed in what they're trying to do, but I think that you got it from them. They will genuinely appreciate that you noticed um, something great about them by kind of doing it, you know, from the back door through their, through her parents. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, any any kind of appreciation is great, but I, I do remember throughout my marriage, my, my ex used to tell me I was acting just like my mother or, you know, it was that, that was the way to like really get me going. And, um, and, you know, and I, and you know, you come from the crazy family. That was his favorite thing. You know, you come from, so you must be crazy. You know, and it's it's just it's insulting, and it's also not true that where you came from doesn't mean that that's who you are today. And so when you say I appreciate that you've risen above that, that's a really helpful thing to say. Um, so yeah, fantastic. It's, uh, it adds yeah. a lot of value. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Derek, this has been wonderful. Um, tell everybody how they can find you, find your book. All right. So you can uh, find me at uh, Uh There's links on there to get the book, and you can, of course, get it on Amazon, uh, Kindle, or any of, any of the other downloads out there. And, yeah, I look forward to, look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Well, thanks again for sharing your wisdom today, and um, thank you everyone for listening in today, and I hope that you all go on your last date, first date very soon. Have a great one. Thanks for having me on, Teddy.